0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
1: And now, two
0: pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite-free. This is- a family watching baseball on direct tv with no satellite dish in sight let's heckle them you call that changing the channel choke up on the remote buddy i hope getting all these games on direct tv makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds direct tv has the most mlb games visit direct claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher availability of rsn's varies by zip code and package high speed internet service required terms and restrictions apply
2: Welcome to Front End Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Ports, I'm with you on a Friday morning. Kind of overcast, but I'll take the temperature outside. It feels like spring a little bit. Allison Lucan is here. Hello, Allison. Good morning. Good morning. Another week has passed without the National Hockey League. Uh, Still in a pause, as they will be for quite a while. Um, Apparently, health reports here in Ohio suggest, and this is just Ohio, that late April, early May is going to be the peak of this coronavirus, so I'm not sure how this league can expect to come back so soon afterwards, but no, no official word. They are still uh, uh, sort of making contingency plans in the hopes that this season can be saved, but but nothing as of yet. Uh, last check with the Blue Jackets. No players have shown symptoms or have been tested or have resulted in a positive test for the coronavirus, so things are okay on that front, Uh, and the days just keep ticking by here. Tonight, the Blue Jackets would have been in Tampa Bay for the second meeting this season with the Lightning. You remember how the first game was played, the passion in that first game, how pissed off Tampa Bay is, understandably, after getting heartbroken in the first round of the playoffs. Allison... I mean we're all sort of getting into a groove here. I think people are picking up new hobbies, new <laughs> they're cleaning out basements, they're cleaning out the garage.
1: Walking the I think dog.
2: Are walking the dog and walking the dog and the dog's kinda like, All right, enough already. <laughs> um What's I think we're all settling into a new groove here, but I don't feel like I've put the the 1920 season down just yet. And I'm wondering if you feel the same and what you're missing most.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, particularly as we've talked about this season, had so many interesting storylines that, um, again, you just, it would have just been fascinating to see how, how it went down. I think, you know, I mean, the obvious one for me is of course some of these injuries, you know, how would Cam Atkinson have fared coming back? We talked all season about how tricky an ankle is would, would Seth Jones have been back and at what level? And and one I think we we didn't talk about as much. And it's a tricky, tricky injury. Um, is Alexander Texier would he have been able to come back um, from from a stress fracture? Because that can be that could be something he could have recovered from this year. Who's to say? So I, those were the, who could come back and at what level they would be at was something that was really intriguing to me.
2: Yeah, I missed the standings.
1: Oh, here the- we go. Don't watch this. You were Mister. Don't watch the standings.
2: Well, no, no, no. I said not till March (laughs) first. I clearly said not till March first because you can drive yourself crazy. Now they're really interesting. Now this is the time of year where it's it's the last lap in a NASCAR race where now it matters. And I miss the day to day, the counting, the math. uh,
1: Oh, you missed the math.
2: Look who's making a move. Look who's fading. It's just, it was the daily, the game, the nightly uh, import on certain games and the follow-up after those games as to where things now stood, games remaining, games in hand, all this sort of stuff is, is just been taken. And we've got uh, an interview with Nick Foligno. Uh, to give you the player's perspective, he's he's feeling some of the same things we are. Um but I, I missed that I, I to your point I missed some of the with Seth Jones going to come back and play, like you said I mean that was that was building to be a rather dramatic story. Could these guys get into the playoffs and could he, uh, you know, come back in, uh, in momentous fashion? Um, yeah, I miss I miss how the Metro would have sorted out. Yeah, yeah, what. Keep going if you're if you want to keep riffing.
1: Here's one I I, I just talked about this um, the other day, and I'm legitimately intrigued and probably open and honest, admitting that this is the team we cover. will would have been disappointed, but how much attention, based on a full season, right? How much attention yeah. would John Tortorella have legitimately gotten for the Jack yep. Adams Trophy? Right. Because yeah. I I contend that the the other obvious candidate for me is of course mike sullivan and isn't it funny how these two continue to walk similar paths um both teams dealt with a tremendous amount of injuries to significant players um but in my opinion the, the the talent level that john tortorella had to work with the year-over-year change overall to the organization from last year to this. And the degree of difficulty when it comes to youth um, really pushes John Tortorella in front for me by a slim margin with full marks to Mike Sullivan. But I would have really liked to have seen if his body of work was, and maybe he doesn't win, but was fully appreciated and recognized by those around the league.
2: And I got the sense as the season moved along that, Well, he can't go there now because he's he has to maintain the push, the push, the push. There's ten games left in the season. I think this is one of those teams when he looks back on that, and not even he won't he won't ever talk about his coaching performance. But I think this is one of the teams he'll be most proud of. Right. In terms of leaving it all on the ice on a nightly basis, Um, I miss the fact that we didn't get the chance. I shouldn't speak too firmly in the past tense, I guess, but the how the last ten games would have played out with now Merzlikens healthy, mm-hmm. with Corpusalo healthy, back up after his knee surgery, Merzlikens back up after the concussion. Who do they turn to in those biggest games the rest of the way? Who would they turn to in the playoffs? Yeah, how telling would that have been? Yeah, in terms of what maybe this team is thinking long term I think that would have been fascinating
1: and and I mean it would I think too that would have really illuminated we, we we keep talking about it people keep keep asking about it in terms of you talked to Elvis about this in your story this morning who's who's going to be in net what are the roles going to be next year does someone get traded I think there'd have been so much insight from those 10 games on that subject as well yes. in my opinion
2: yeah they would have almost had to put oh put a card on the table. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Not the not the full hand, but you would get an inkling this is the biggest game. Oh, look who's playing. Right. Um, and if they go if they went back and forth, the rest of the way that may be a sign as well. Right. They're going to let this play out for a while. Yeah. It would have been fascinating.
1: And here's 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 something that we I mean, we touched on this, but I don't think we really put it in context. How many goals would Zach Wierenski have ended the season with?
2: Right. Well, that's a great one, yeah. Was he still at 20, right?
1: He's at 20, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, he could have gotten to 22, 23, whatever.
1: And and I know he didn't and you know, this is my soapbox stepping on it in terms of how poorly we evaluate defensemen. I know he didn't have the assists to get him in the overall point leader discussion, but 20 goals from a defenseman? I I, I, know. I he was right. leading the league in terms of all defensemen. I do believe when everything shut down, like that's again, I just it's that's crazy! Twenty goals. And did
2: he? And did he miss
1: eight games? He missed. Let me count here for Something you. Something like that, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. He missed seven, and then what was it? Two periods when he went okay. when he was injured. So yeah, basically eight. eight.
2: Wow. And you can you can hear in Felino's voice that he's having some of the same feelings that we are. Um, I love it. He he's taken. I mean, I talked about the new things, the new traditions that people are building. He and his wife are fully in on DeWine, Wine with DeWine.
1: Love it. I, I, listen. Right? How lucky are we in Ohio? No joke.
2: Yes. For sure. Um, and so we were talking about, joking about this, like, these are you know, like central characters. Is there, is there a movie in the making sometime? <laughs> Not that I, I wouldn't see it anyways, but is there a movie in the making? Who plays Governor DeWine?
1: Listen, maybe I don't care about Governor Dwayne. Can I play Amy Acton? And I'm not well, even an actor, but I, I say, love her.
2: That would require some heavy acting. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Terrible. What about Alice and Janney for Dr. act?
1: Oh, interesting. I can see it.
2: A good Kenyan can, yeah. Kenyan gal?
1: Yeah, I could yeah. see that for sure.
2: And who plays the interpreter who's been maybe the rock star of the group?
1: Okay, but there's three. There's right, three. But
2: I'm, I'm talking about the extremely expressive, the, the leading... The uh, leadoff hitter in the uh, yes. Well,
1: and th- what's fascinating to me is so she is also deaf. Correct. So she there's actually two signings going on. There's a there's a hearing enabled human hearing DeWine signing to her, and then she signs to the public, which is fascinating to me.
2: It is yes, and now she at first she was st- literally standing next to her. Her name is, by the way, is, is Marla Berkowitz. Love Marla. Marla is spectacular. Um, now she appears to be almost in a split screen.
1: Yeah, well, they're so, they're all distancing.
2: Yeah, but I, and I also wonder now if she's just watching him directly.
1: Oh, well. Well, but she's oh, but that would imply her lip reading is that strong. I mean, that
2: strong. Yes.
1: Maybe it is. Who am I to say?
2: Yeah. Oh, well, it's incredible. So and Felina was floored by all this too because he loves the interpreter. Who doesn't love the interpreter. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the, the uh, Foligno interview. Uh, it's wide-ranging. It's classic Foligno. Uh The captain is always the captain. It, it comes naturally to him at this point. And uh, we'll talk to you on the other side of the uh, Foligno interview. Uh, joined now by Nick Foligno, Blue Jackets Captain. Nick, thanks for being with us on a strange days. these are. These strange days, yes, they are, aren't they?
3: Yeah, honestly, it's, uh, I'm right there with you. It's just, you know, you have more information I think every day and, and just harder and harder to kind of wrap your head around where we're at in the world. And, um, you know, but I am thankful that we're trying to do our part. You know, I think that's something that anyone in any hopeless situation, when you feel like you're in a hopeless, you just want something that makes you feel like you're making a difference. Yep. And, you know, I think that's where, you know this whole quarantining yourselves and and social distancing. At least you feel like you're playing a part. At least you know I'm hoping, you know the world is taking there. At least our country is taking this seriously, and, and and you know we'll mitigate some of the losses of lives and, and other things. But um, you know this is an important time to to try to you know help everyone out.
2: Yeah, how's the family doing, both near and far? Give yeah. Right there.
3: Um, you know what everyone knock on wood right now is, is healthy, and uh, you know that's extended family and um you know so we are we're blessed that way i think our family took it pretty serious uh you know extended in our own just with you know what was going on to make sure you know with, that we were doing our part like i said and just keeping ourselves healthy and and you know i think that's the most important thing i i think if you can get ahead of this um then you know you're giving yourself a good chance to to come out of it in a in a good way and yeah. so we just felt like you know in my daughter's situation as well we owed it to her to do everything we possibly could uh, to make sure that we we would you know do anything in, in order to take away any worry that we might have with her situation her, her heart defect and right. um, you know there's a lot, of, a lot of other people out there I'm sure in the same boat and I think we just try to make sure we're we're doing our parts as parents to to you know first of all inform our kids too and my daughter's at the age where she kind of understands what's going on um, so that's been an interesting conversation to have with her but I've right. been really good about it and uh, you know, we're just working on the, uh, the, like I said, the social distancing in the house. It would be nice if we could figure that out from right. from the siblings. Right.
2: Yeah, you got no chance there.
3: No, no, we're in trouble.
2: Yeah, because yeah. you can't punch your brother if you're more than six feet apart.
3: <laughs> exactly. That just yeah. doesn't. And you know, that, there's there's only so much uh, you can do to pass the time. Obviously, punching right. your brother is just one of them that you have to do in a sure. day. So, uh, man, it's it's comical.
2: Yeah. Now, I remember, I I think we were in Edmonton when this started to sort of hit the Mm -hmm. leak from the perspective of media not allowed in the room. And we weren't certainly making light of it, but we were all sort of (laughs) getting, trying to get our arms around the wait, what, wait, what is this? It seems in some ways like that was five years ago. And in some ways it feels, because I think so much has happened in that time, but it also feels like it really wasn't that long ago. How quickly did this all sort of come into focus? to you to understand how serious it was. Did you guys figure this out on the way home from Vancouver was it when the Pittsburgh game was canceled and or maybe when they decided they would play initially without fans? Is that when it started to hit home?
3: I think for me it still took till about I don't know, Pittsburgh being canceled that I kind of was like, "Whoa, what is actually going on here?" You know, and I think everything kind of felt like a precaution for a while, and I mean it still obviously is a precaution um, you know, but now you're starting to see the stories closer to home, you know, New York, New York is a mess. And uh, I think Seattle and now New Orleans sounds like it's the next one that's going to start being a hotbed for it. And um, so you're starting to see things, you know, places closer to home, hospitals and people, friends of friends are telling stories now. And, but yeah, for me, it really was the Pittsburgh cancellation where you're gearing up to play a, a huge four point game and against a division rival and, um, you know, and in kind of wrapping your head around not playing in front of fans. You kinda of get over that hump. Uh, and then, you know, you find out it's cancelled and it just this is this is uncharted territory for everyone. I've never been a part of a game that's been canceled, you know, for I've been part of it for a medical reason, uh, sure. unfortunately for a player, but never to this, you know, extreme and and, and no no signs of, of you know, an end. You no, know? there's no, no you don't don't know when this is gonna come around. You have no idea. No one has any answers. Not even the league. That's a, that's a, that's a weird feeling. You know, usually the league has an agenda that you'll never know about. Um, right. but in this case, it just really feels like they're taking it day by day because they have to. So, that's a hard thing for us because you know you go like you talked about in Edmonton. You know, we're joking around because it just we're not used to not having you guys around. You know, our norm yeah. is. The media's in there. We're playing in front of fans, and then all these things start getting taken away, or things change. And and as anyone can tell you, athletes are creatures of habit, and normal, and we have our certain you know routines and things that we go through. And you're part of it. Media's part of it. Uh, fans are a huge part of it. Um, so when those certain things those things get taken away, it really shakes you for a bit, and you're trying to figure yeah. this all out. And then you realize this is bigger than sports you know this is absolutely this is a global scale and we need to come together as a human race to help each other out and um you know that's what i'm appreciating seeing for the most part are, are people understanding how important this is for maybe not your demographic or your age group but for the older people and the families that are affected with you know immune suppressed people and their families and so it's uh you know it's 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 nice to see on some levels the you know the people have come together in a really uncertain time
2: yeah, I get the sense and this is maybe I'm just a, a eternal optimist. I've been accused of that. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, th- this is going to be a really tough stretch for all of us, no doubt, but I I wonder if on the other side of this we're going to have a better appreciation for each other, a better appreciation for public health, um a greater understanding of of things and how the world is interconnected. Am I is that too optimistic or do you No, like
3: uh, be... I'm with you. I really am. I uh you know, I'm I'm an optimist as well. I think that's the way, I, you know, even this situation, I've, I've looked at it like I I get to hang out with my family at a time when I'm not, you know, at all home, really. Or even right. if I'm home, mentally, I'm gearing up to get ready for a playoff race. Yep. Um, so, you know, this has been something that I've used to my advantage because I said, when am I going to get this back? You know, when am I ever going to have an opportunity like this again? Hopefully never.
1: <laughs> um,
3: right. You know, for, and, and you know, hopefully not until I'm retired down, way down the road, but um, this has been pretty special to be at the age of my kids are at, to be home and, and have them, you know, have two parents around and, uh, and you know, and experience a lot of things that we miss out on. So I've used that as, as a way of kind of helping myself justify what's going on. And then, like you said, I really do hope we come together and treat each other better when this is all over, because you realize how much you appreciate, uh, you know, the times you do get to spend together. Uh, you know, it's amazing how much these virtual chats have gone on now. It's just, my wife and I joke that we're busier now with virtual uh, FaceTime and Zoom and all that stuff than we were when we, when we had nothing going on. And uh, you know, so it, you you realize how important people are to you and, and getting out there. And um, and then, like you said, the healthcare, especially, I, I hope this, this brings to light how crucial our doctors and nurses and staff that work in our hospitals are and how crucial our hospitals are to, you know, no one cares about anything. Nothing in your life, as someone told me this a long time ago, and I'm sure it's been said a million times, but nothing in your life matters if you if you don't have your health. It's amazing yeah. how that becomes your number one priority when you lose it. And, you know, no bills that need to be paid, nothing. It's just your health and getting back to good health. And I hope we understand that as a, you know, as a society now, how important these people are to getting us, you know, to enjoy our everyday lives. And they they should be commended uh for you know first of all risking their lives right now and and their health and and helping us get healthy and and you know hopefully through this so uh yeah there's a lot that i i think will come out of this that'll be good um you know and i'm really anxious to see that eventually
2: what does a captain do in a situation like this this is obviously no one's been here before you're not you're not around the rink physically with the guys on a daily basis I mean, do you are you do you stay in touch with them? Do you have personal conversations with them? Do you let them go? How does this?
3: How does this? No, work? I definitely stay in touch. I, I just you know, there's some guys that you you know you don't really need to keep an, a tab on. You know, I'll, I'll text guys and we have a group chat which really helps. So you know, guys will throw some things in there and you can kind of connect them that way. But um, you know, I'll check in with the younger guys periodically. They have their families now too. I'm glad that they were allowed to go home. I think that was yeah. important during this time. I'm um, glad the league allowed that I know that was kind of a uh, you know a question mark a little bit with you know teams and you know what's this going to mean for travel and I but you know what in a, in, a, in a situation like this when you're especially a young player living in an sure. apartment you want to be back with your family so uh, you know talking to those guys and hearing their concerns it was nice that they got to go back because that's something I think they all really wanted um, so yeah I just tried to inform them as much as possible i've been on a lot of league calls uh, with our union um you know just to try to make sure i think it's helped me kind of make sense of all this at least to be informed and uh guys have asked me questions so myself and david savard and seth jones have kind of taken the lead on that to be kind of like the the liaisons on our team from the, the union to our team and um so yeah i've tried to be a different voice in certain aspects but also you know keep some Normalcy and just keeping in touch with guys and making sure guys are are uh, informed and focused on um, you know whatever it is we need to be doing and and what the league is or team is asking of us.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the Athletics Pierre LeBron, was first to report the players' idea, or at least I shouldn't say players' ideas though it's the union. It was from select players. I don't think the union endorsed it necessarily.
3: Yeah, about
2: starting the season up. I mean, maybe even as late as like mid-May and playing it in the – well, in the maybe even August, August games. Uh, there, there's talk of summer games. I think the league has, has asked teams – I know this is true to, – to keep clear their calendars in, in August and inform the league of those, when, uh, those days and what days they could possibly play. August hockey seems so bizarre. I know these are strange times. What are your thoughts on extending it and how desperate should the league be to get this season in? What's your tipping point for
0: that?
3: Yeah. You know, it's, it's, this is a hard one. I think this is the question everyone's asking themselves and myself included, just what makes sense and not just in the short term, but in the long term. you know, that's where I think we fight with the fact that, you know, if you go too late in the summer, are you, are you hurting the following season? You know, and I get that, you know, that's our job. And this is a, this is like you said, this is, uncertain times and this is a crazy year um so there's going to have to be some give and take but i just don't want to take away or or hurt um what will hopefully be a great full season next year and a very important one for a lot of reasons on the business side um let's be honest i mean there's that always that aspect as well so sure um so i i think you know, I'm I'm hesitant because I wanna I want to see a Stanley Cup champion absolutely just as much as anyone else because I think he played this many games. This isn't like it, it happened twenty games in. You know, this is seventy two games in for us. This is a lot of blood and sweat, and especially the way our year went.
1: I mean, right, we literally we
3: want to see this through because of the the way we've battled uh, to get in this spot. So, um, you know, I think the league probably wants to see a Stanley Cup champion. I think you know that. That, uh, I don't know, the, the word, the history, I guess, in the sure. Family Cup, they don't want to see that go by the wayside. Um, I think it would probably bring a lot of hope, too, for seeing a league go back in and play, whether it's in front of fans or not, uh, whether it's down the road. Um, so, yeah, do I, obviously in a perfect world, I'd like to see this, you know, get fixed and resolved soon, and we could probably get back to playing in May, and I think a lot of guys would be open to that, May, June. I just worry as you push into too much into the summer, um, you know, is there a concern for the safety and health of a lot of players? And let's not forget a lot of our star players in this league, they go the distance, you know, a lot of times. you got some of your best players going, you know, those Stanley Cup and – all right. Uh, you know what does that mean? Then are they play in how many hundred and fifty games in one year? If you if you look at it, if they go all the way in their calendar year, you know, yeah. like that's that's a lot of hockey. And and are their bodies able to hold up? Is are you, you know, you're prone to more injuries? There's a lot of things you got to think of. I think you know that's why I feel bad. I know I'm not really giving you an answer, but no I think I'm I'm on the I'm on the uh, you know I'm I'm all for playing and and finding a way to play. I just want to make sure we do it smartly that we're not hurting ourselves down the road because I think fans would appreciate, you know, when we're all healthy and ready to go, a chance to, you know, really enjoy the game for for what it is as well.
2: Yeah. I keep hearing that if the league – I've heard several different things, but if the league only takes eight from each side, this the typical standard eight from each side, that the Blue Jackets wouldn't get in based on points per game, right? Because you're – if you let the Islanders – you know, play two more; they they may be able to pass you. Is the, is the theory? Um, so I, the fairest thing to do, and I'm not saying this just because as a guy who works in Columbus, but people have talked about having play-in games. And so, I mean, by my measure, and unless they shorten the first couple of rounds to three games and five games or whatever, you can't just add play-in games because now you're even you're adding even more time mm-hmm. to the playoffs. So I'm not sure that's feasible. I also don't know that it's fair to have a team that is currently eighth. and You've, you've done your job to this point, and then to suddenly say no, no, you're uh, you're not in the team that's currently ninth is going up to eighth and you're out, how bitter of a pill would, would that be? And and you remember 2012-13 oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you thought <laughs> that was a bad one. This might oh, be right uh, up there, am I right? Yeah,
3: no, for sure. I mean, that's the part where you're trying to find the fairness in an unfair right. situation, really. Uh, you know, with, with a lot of teams, I'm sure they're looking at their situation and saying, well, you know, if we were this or that or how had this many games, we could have this situation or be in the playoffs or um, so... I don't know. My my thought is, if you don't do a play-in, then you have to get to a certain amount of games uh, played by everybody. So Whether you, you limit us to 72 and you bl- bring everybody up or you let us everyone go to 74, I don't know how you... I feel like you're going to need some games before you jump into a playoff. Just in, you know, I feel like working out the kinks again for guys. I mean, that's you're jumping into some high-pressure uh, situations. I don't know if you want to be the first game is is game one of round one, but if that's the case, that's the case. I mean, we'll do our jobs and find a way, but um, you know, so that's where I think, you know, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a few playing games or regular season games that get everyone up to a certain number. And um, you know, maybe it's unfair for the teams that are a few games behind, they might have to play more. uh, But, you know, or at least maybe everyone gets at least one game and the teams that are behind get two or three. Uh, to try yeah. and get in, I'm sure they'd take the the opportunity if they needed to to, sure. to get a few more to to play. So, right, yeah, it, it's a, it's a hard one because, I, like like I said, I mean, we've battled through a lot to be in a position to play in the playoffs right now. Um, I'd hate to have some technicality be the case why we don't get in, uh, you know, because of it. But you know, fair is fair, and you got to find a way to make it work for everybody. So, it is a weird one. And,
2: and if if they do the playing round, which I think
3: is an attempt,
2: certainly, to be fair.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: guys get a best of three or whatever against a, a team and battle for a playoff spot. Whoever gets in, if you're playing a, a team that didn't have to do the playing in round, you're at a huge advantage having oh, big. two or yeah. three playoff games while they're still trying to figure out what a game feels like again. You, you would know, obviously, better than I, having played. But how big an advantage is that?
3: Well, I mean, you look at some of the teams, too, that – they get hot uh, before the playoffs start and, and past or, you know, they got to play playoff hockey for the last eight, nine games. And they just seem yeah. to have that when the, and, you know, we we probably caught camp off a guard like that last year where sure. they're not really playing. They're not playing meaningful games down the stretch and we are. Yeah. So we go into that first round and it's just, we're just rolling, you know? And, and uh, so I just think, um. Yeah, that is that is a hard one. That is a hard one to try to figure out. You know, are you? Are, is it an advantage for those teams that have to play because they get to now get a, a few games, high energy games under their belt, and the other teams waiting? Um, right. Especially because nobody really wants to be sitting around at this point. And then you got to think too. Uh, I've made this point, so you now have teams that have lost. Now they're off for another what? Three months again? Like you got It's such a weird, you know time because you could be coming back essentially for three games and then be done again. You yeah. know, that's such a crazy thought that you need to keep yourself in shape for three, three, possibly three, four games. And then you've got to go back into summer training. You know, it's a weird, uh, yeah. weird time for, for everybody. So there's so much into it that, uh, that, that I'm, I think everyone's trying to bounce ideas off of and make sense of. And, um, but I know that the good news is that I know everybody wants to play. And that's yeah. that's a great sign from the league to the players. You know, I think it shows a lot of, you know, how much invested players are in the season and, and, you know, where this could go. And so that's that's nice to hear that the guys still have a hunger to finish this. And, um, you know, and so hopefully we can we can figure something out for our fans and for ourselves. May,
2: imagine shooting back up in mid-May with healthy Cam Atkinson, healthy Oliver Bjorkstrand, healthy Seth Jones. I, I could go on here.
3: Healthy Nick Fina. Healthy. are healthy. I'm, not telling. No, I'm just kidding.
2: I mean, i all good. It is pretty crazy how, again, Mister Silverlining, but how this could, yeah, could come back in much better shape than you left.
3: No, it's uh, it don't. Yeah, it's something we definitely thought about. I mean, my God, to get the players that we're getting back too. I mean, they're all yeah. elite players in our team. So it's uh, we talked about that even you know, with where we were, were a week ago with some of the guys that were possibly going to be able to come back for us. And it's like picking up huge trade deadline acquisitions and, um, you know, and so, yeah, we're, we're excited about that possibility of of having a healthy, uh, you know, top five players in your team to come back in your lineup and, yeah. and help you make the push that you're trying to make. So um, yeah, that's crossed our mind and the, the, how this could work out to your advantage if we do come back and, um but yeah i mean i think everyone's just more concerned about the day to day right now it's it's fun to speculate and i sure. think it but you do you drive yourself crazy when you start thinking about every scenario possible and yeah. um you know and i think everyone's just kind of trying to take it day by day because that's really the message that's been out there from our government and officials and health officials and um you know it's kind of helped keep things in perspective
2: are you, Are you watching the Mike DeWine press conferences at all? I'm having
3: wine with DeWine every day. He's unbelievable. <laughs> He's unbelievable. Yeah. What's your
2: favorite character there? Is it DeWine? Is it Doctor Amy Acton?
3: Is no. You know who my favorite character is? It's yeah. the uh, the sign language. Oh, uh, she is. Yeah. Is she not incredible? Incredible. <laughs> I don't know her name, but she needs to get something at the end of this because she is going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she,
2: and, and I, people have noticed she kind of. She could be DeWine's sister.
3: Oh yeah. When they showed that to me, I was <laughs> crying. I was crying. I was like, Wow, I never even noticed that. But yeah. Just the uh, we my wife and I laughed because just her expressions. Uh we we also saw a funny meme on uh there's a guy's face and one of the people talking, it was some other state I think, but they're like, Somebody should tell the interpreter or whatever that and whatever he's saying isn't or is, is isn't as serious as what he's showing right now. The guy's face is like so animated, you know? right? So right. it was just uh, it's incredible. Like that to me has been so great. I mean, I think all of them have been really informative, uh, and I I think I appreciate seeing something like that because I think it's funny how you you do. It's like oh, it's two o'clock. I got to turn the TV on, see what's yeah. going on. Uh, you know, it kind of gives you a connection to what's going on in the world because a lot of your information, let's be honest, it's from Twitter, and yep. I've learned pretty quickly how wrong a lot of it is. Um, it's a so it's, pool out there. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate, because it's a great way to get information, but it's also, a it can you know, you can go down a rabbit hole pretty bad yep. uh, on a lot yep. of wrong things. So, um, yeah, we've we've enjoyed that, and, and just, you know, kind of, we laugh, because it's, it's right around when our kids nap, so it just it's, it seems to be our quiet time of the day, Perfect. and we get to sit down and enjoy it with the... With Mr. DeWine, Governor DeWine. Yeah,
2: well, for reference, her name, um, the dispatch had a great story on her.
0: On the interpreter?
2: Yes, her name is Marla Berkowitz. Awesome. And if you're not sitting down, this is going to floor you. She herself is deaf. No way. Yeah, and there's there's a person in the crowd, at least this is how it started. I think she's sort of in a split screen now. She used to stand next to him. There's yeah, but that's in.
3: what made me laugh because like you yeah. couldn't. I didn't know who to focus on. Like she was right. so expressive that you're like, and I'm not. Right. I hope it doesn't come across that I'm knocking her. I'm not at all. Like I think. It's oh no no, so, no Yeah, I just want to yeah. – like, But she just her animation of her her expressions it's in incredible. her face. You just you keep, you're mesmerized. I don't even. Sometimes yeah. I don't even catch what he's talking about. It's incredible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Her
1: facial
2: expressions. And so someone in the crowd, at least at the start of these press conferences, was signing DeWine's speech. She was signing off the signer, which is incredible wow you yeah, know right learn something new every day i guess unbelievable I, I, was, I was bored when i read that um have you talked to torch during this stretch
3: yeah yeah a couple times Get him he's on his farm he doesn't he's so happy right now not having to deal with us <laughs> oh, those four yeah. horses i know seriously yeah i've talked to him a couple times you know just, just quickly how you doing how's everything going and uh yeah. you know i've probably talked to him for probably a week now maybe a little less but um yeah he's i mean this is towards his dream isolation <laughs> from yeah, <labor> right. people <laughs> right um yeah so i i just you know what he's handled it really well i think our management has handled this really well they've been really informative to us we, we've had uh you know we've had an email every day from them kind of just giving us the lay of the land sometimes it's nothing uh new but at least they you know correspond with everybody and you have a way of asking questions if you need to through it and uh, so it's been, I, I appreciated their leadership on it because I think it's an unprecedented time for anyone. And I think they've acted really, uh, you know, mature and, uh, in helping everybody kind of deal through this. Cause it's, I mean, it is, it's a, it's, it's a scary time only in that no one has ever had to deal with it before. Yeah. Know? So yeah. you can, uh, you know, it's nice that they they've really stepped up to just give us as much information as we possibly can, not leave guys in the dark, which I think anyone hates when you don't know what's going on. Sure. Um, so yeah, they've done a really good job, but yeah, we've kept in touch and, um, you know, and, and I think everyone's just, honestly, I think everyone's realizing how much, especially guys' families, uh, how much busier you actually are <laughs> when you're at yeah. home because it's just, uh, and I, and, you know, my wife and I, we've now, we've seen projects around the house that we finally get to do. And oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's actually crazy as much as I thought I'd be, you know, just bored and sitting around. I've been so busy and and excited about doing some of the things that I've been like dreading for the whole year. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't have that energy for that. But now I have right. tons to, to use around the house. So it's great. Yeah. You need a road trip, bro. <laughs> oh, badly. Yeah. My wife needs a road trip. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, a I'm going to check her into a hotel one day, just by herself oh, when This thanks. is all over. Let her enjoy it. Right. Room so, service. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Hey Nick, thanks
2: for doing this, man. It's no problem, work. man. Well, it's always good to hear from the Catherine. We've got a uh, interview up on the site right now, a lengthy Q&A with uh, Elvis Merz-Likens, who is never uh, boring either. Uh, Blue Jackets, I think, are trying to stay active and just waiting and watching and wondering what's going to happen here uh, the rest of the way. Allison, anything we need to get to here on a Friday in Columbus?
1: I think just everyone stay safe and uh, let us know what's on your minds. Continue to subscribe to the podcast. Continue to read the stuff on The Athletic. And we'll hopefully continue to provide at least something to fill some of those minutes of the days when you're staying home and respectfully, socially distancing so we can get through this.
2: Yeah, Take care of yourselves out there. Be good to each other. And we will talk to you again on Tuesday.